Oh god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick about uh, how tall do we think this guy is? Oh, because it's going to grow. I would say that's like 1.75 inches. Oh, Oh my goodness. Do you have a ruler? (laughs) Yeah, but I don't want to go all the way back to my... 1.75 seems good. All right. Something like that. We'll we'll call it there. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, let me see that. I don't think that that container is going to be able to contain the Sasquatch. Can anything contain the Sasquatch? No. I would give it four centimeters. Mm, it's going European. I like mm. that. Now I have to get a ruler. Yeah, now we're going to find out. <laughs> now we're investing. We need the truth. Yeah. All right, what, what was the measurement? Just a hair over two inches. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, so five point something centimeters. I think we both won because we didn't go over. Yeah, price is right rules. Yes. We win. Also, I do want to warn you guys that literally, I I wasn't joking that I'm the worst person to do this because I don't know anything about movies. Neither do I. That's not the point. Oh, great. Oh, yeah, no, no. That's why... We're not film critics. That's why we're not like okay. finding the critically best Nicolas Cage movie. Because that would be too podcast. easy. Like we could just Google that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And totally. it would be Adaptation. leaving Las Vegas. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> so, just because that's the serious. Well, it's one. the one he got an Oscar for. Right. right. So right. critically, so that's got to be the that best. Makes sense. What was his Oscar nomination for for um, Adaptation? Was it Best Actor or Best Supporting Actor? That's a good question, actually. <laughs> okay, good. I feel like I'm on my level because these are all the questions I could never well, answer. He, but you guys, because he played either. twins, he played that, twins so. in that movie. So yeah. I Did think he it was get both. Like a two nominations, yeah, yeah right. It should. Well, because that movie won like almost everything except for best actor. Yeah. I thought it was nominated for writing. It definitely was nominated. He for got writing. nominated for it as well. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. Nick. Oh, and we can Google stuff. This is oh, awesome. yeah. oh, yeah, because we edit yeah, the please. shit out of it. So oh, great. anytime like, you got to look something up. Maybe I should get my phone. Away so I have to Google everything. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Not going to hurt our feelings. So I, I don't bother Googling it anymore because I'm just going to lie. Yeah, just do it off the dome. Make it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This podcast, you can do anything. <laughs> it's, you know, there's a world of freedom in not respecting your audience. Yeah. That just opens up. I mean, I feel that way at shows. So Chris Cooper got the nomination for best supporting role uh, and Nick is best actor in a leading role. I think it should have been. Donald was the better character. Yeah, I agree with that. I got shot. Have you seen Adaptation? Isn't that fucked up? No, I didn't even know that was a movie. This is the level that you're working with here, but what's it? Do you want to summarize it briefly? Just Nick Cage plays Charlie Kaufman, real life writer, Charlie Kaufman in a movie written by Charlie Kaufman. About him not writing a movie about plants. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to Orchids. adapt a book that doesn't have like a plot into mm. a film. Mm. And he's struggling to do that because obviously there's challenges involved in writing something that doesn't have plot because it's about plants. Right. And he struggles, but then he's got this fictional, uh, Twin brother. Twin brother who decides that he wants to get into film writing and he basically starts writing like Michael Bay movies and becomes popular Ooh. and Charlie Kaufman just gets more neurotic about it. But I the like best I would like this movie, the best part about it is real life. Charlie Kaufman was supposed to write a book about plants or write a movie about plants and instead wrote this movie about not being able to write, to write a movie about plants yeah. oh my God. and it's, turned that in and it got made. weirdly meta. <laughs> it's the it. same guy who made uh, Being John Malkovich. Oh, yeah. So it, it's okay. got that kind of level yeah, to it. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, yeah. I'm going to watch that one next. All right. Yeah. All right. Two and a half, two and a hair <laughs> inch Sasquatch going into the water. Start the timer. Boy, that was anticlimactic. Should I, should I do yeah. the timer? It's no, moist no, now. it's fine. Okay. <laughs> Put the um, lid on it. Also, I'll be surprised later. I saw, uh, I saw a horn. <laughs> 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 I 
earlier uh and he was like i don't listen to your podcast anymore because i hate that you didn't make adaptation go forward <laughs> i was like dude that was episode two <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, oh, you, you really dug in we're on episode like 41 right now yeah <laughs> this is a, a thing we're doing like <laughs> Give miss, another listen, I'm sorry we lost out on you, Nick. Yeah, I want that viewership. <laughs> You've probably made a lot of people angry is what I'm guessing. Oh, absolutely. So oh, we have. I, I mean, didn't realize we're... that you could see them already or hear them already. I thought it was like oh, you're going to do them all and then... I know, we've been doing this for well over a year. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I've missed the boat on that too, but I'll, I'm going to okay. go back. I'm going to listen to every single one. Don't. Multiple yeah. times. Start, no. Starting at like episode seven, I'd say is probably yeah, seven, where it gets Seven, good. eight, we, we kind of hit a little bit of a stride. We okay. figure out that we're not good at reviewing movies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the same day we had to switch into Hayden's room, <laughs> Peter just <laughs> yelled at us. Yeah, I, I became dad mode that day. I was just, I had no patience for the two movies and it was just a nonsense day. So did that explosion make the cut, like the edit cut? No, no, <laughs> but I have the raw audio. So oh, yeah. For a, a new $15 tier on Patreon, you can hear me be a dick. <laughs> Listen to yeah. Peter dress us down. Yeah. yeah. Um, before we get going, I do have a couple of Christmas gifts. Ooh. Oh. That one's for Peter. Thank you. So sweet. Oh, That's also sweet. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. Happy it's New Year. the first. Yeah. I didn't bring you guys any presents. Uh. I didn't bring you anything either, but you're welcome to share this coffee with me. It's opened and I've drank three quarters of it. I'd love to. Thank okay. you. Thank you, Nick. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> I think I just oh. tried that and it's delicious. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. I also got a um, a sigh machine. Uh, so here is a shocked sigh. Oh, good lord. <laughs> Here's a female sigh. Wow. I figure these are things that you guys can use uh, ongoing oh, in your friendships. End of the world sigh is good. What are we going to do? I got an instant audience. So uh, here's applause. You're going to use that one a lot, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Wow. You, you shouldn't have given this to me at the beginning of the podcast. I know. Now we have too much weird power. This isn't my problem. This is Peter's problem. Peter's going to have to edit all of this out. Uh, God damn it, Nick. <laughs> oh, you're not even going to use your sigh machine for that? Oh. I put it on the floor already. <laughs> <sighs> Well, speaking of things you guys are tired of, welcome back to Cage Match, colon, a roundabout way of meeting Nicolas Cage. I'm your host, Sean, here with my co-host. Nick. I'm Nick. And our producer. Peter, hello. And we have a special guest today, Alex Guy. Hello. Uh, welcome to Cage Match. Where Thank you. We take 64 Nicolas Cage movies and figure out what the most like Nicolas Cage movie is by, as decided by us. Yeah. Yeah. And people on the internet kind of think that we're okay. Hey. Yeah. That's like a glowing review. There are dozens of us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's about the right number. So, Alex, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, just in general, and then what is your relationship with Nick Cage up to this point? Okay. um, I'm Alex Guy. I am from Seattle, which is weird. I'm a musician, and uh, I play violin and viola and piano, and I tour around a lot. But my secret... ideal dream jobs when I was growing up were either being a librarian or a comedian. This is my first shot at doing anything funny. So I'm very, very excited. 
I'm expecting to fail pretty badly, but I feel like that will build character. So I'm ready for that. <laughs> um, and okay, let's see. My relationship with Nicolas Cage is, I think, more or less non-existent. Like I could have picked him out of a lineup um, or if he walked down the street, especially if he was dressed as one of the characters of the very few movies I've seen him in, I could probably have recognized him. But um, pretty much none. So this was kind of fun to just get to know him a little bit in two weird semi-slapstick contexts. Oh, and these are good films too. These are good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Raising Arizona and Peggy Sue Got Married. People have fond memories of both these films. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I would love to meet the person who doesn't have fond memories of them. Like, well, I was just thinking about it. It's like, oh, what, what would non-fond memories like? Who was getting like just beat up in Aww. the back of like a sizzler <laughs> while Peggy Sue Got Married was on the TV? It's like, no. that's a terrible story. You don't be, want to remember that. It would, it would be the soundtrack to Raising Arizona. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know my sister when i said we were watching this uh the first time she was very like oh that voice so people Nicolas have strong Cage's voice people have strong opinions oh, yes. about Nicolas cage's voice in this film so i assume we're talking about peggy sue got married then sure why not <laughs> yeah let's yeah. start it out yeah okay i would say i totally agree with the voice because i again i wasn't familiar with nick cage too much but when i saw him in raising arizona i was like oh my god i like this guy so much more like he drove me crazy and peggy sue got married <laughs> To be quite honest. Yeah. Just a quick uh, summarization. The Peggy Sue got married. Peggy Sue, in the midst of going through a divorce, goes to her 25th anniversary, like high school reunion, has kind of a a, a mental breakdown when Nicolas Cage, her husband, shows up. And so she faints, then goes back in time uh, to when she was a kid and enjoys all the things she didn't get to enjoy because she was in this relationship, but then in the end decides, however, to move forward. And maybe things change, maybe they don't change. And maybe she changed the past. But obviously not significantly. Oh, yeah. Was there any... Okay, like, so one of the things is that Nick Cage in high school wants to be a musician, but mm -hmm. you know from the beginning of the movie that he's like a failed musician, yeah, essentially. Right. But then, did any of, was any of that even any different? Like, do you guys remember... The one thing they have is the poet kid. Uh, not Diedrich Bader. Not Diedrich Bader, but looks a lot like a young Diedrich Bader. Yeah, he sure does. Um, he like, what's the he word? Dedicates, he dedicates, like in the forward or yeah. well, not the forward, the dedication. Yeah, of he the dedicates uh, the book to her, even though in high school originally they never interacted. Right. right. Okay. I think there were a lot of things that ended up getting cut out of a longer version of this movie. Oh, definitely. Like there was the the woman who is at the reunion in a wheelchair yeah. and it's like, oh, Barbara or whatever. And that was supposed to be a whole story arc and it never gets played out. Well, yeah, there's no context. There's the scene where like the guy's driving and the girl's making out with him while they're driving. And that's when they see Peggy Sue with not Diedrich Bader. And I'm like, this is this is when she gets put in the wheelchair. But it's a it different. Wasn't, it wasn't the same woman. Now, technically, it could have been that moment when they run her over. <laughs> Just a little hit and a little light hit and run in the fifties between friends. What's the big deal? I think but, you sweep that under the rug in the 50s, usually. Well, yeah, if your yeah. family's wealthy in town, then yeah. just well, easily the things, dismissed. Like, when uh, first thing you do when you go back in time is we've learned through any time travel movie is you get drunk. Oh, yeah. yeah. With your parents. Boldly. But then, no like, apologies. yeah, the parents were all like, you were drinking? I'm like, it's the 50s. Well, yeah, probably fine. Like, I, Well, it wouldn't be very proper of her. She's a, a senior in high school. She might be 18. I'm pretty sure that was the drinking age at that point, wasn't it? When did the drinking age change? No, it would have been 18 at that point. 
Probably. So they probably were because they they go to that bar or the club at one point. uh, She and not Diedrich Bader. Oh, and Uh, she gets served a drink. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, and And they leave Diedrich Bader a whole bottle, a whole bottle, and they don't take it with them. Those idiots. That's very uh, spaghetti western. Because the first person, the first uh, woman to ever uh, touches uh, his throbbing thrill hammer, is still in love with her ex boyfriend. Do you think she was his first? Probably. He kind of acted like yeah. it. He was real epic and dramatic about it. He was very much like, you're going to move with me to Utah and uh, where polygamy's legal. Raise chickens. That's right. Yeah, chickens. That was a weird, weird reach. Weird reach, dude. It, yeah, it was a strange decision. I don't. From a film standpoint, it's like, that's a fucking curveball I wasn't expecting. I mean, I still find it so upsetting that you're a woman in your mid-40s. Fully on board and in love with a 17-year-old's poetry. Now, hold on. Enough to sleep with them. Let's, let me, okay, wait. That poetry was sick. Yeah, it, <laughs> Less it was really, it was slapped. powerful. Um, <laughs> like, I could get, I could get by with, like, okay, it's with Nick Cage, because that's your ex-husband. You did, like, have 20-odd years together. You slept with him already. That's fine. But no, you're, you're in love with the 17-year-old poet. Here's or, a question that I've got that's going to make us think. Maybe not much and maybe not very deeply. Are you guys ready for thinking? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for the thinking. Okay. So if you go back in time, say you're like 40 years old or something, you go back in time to like when you're 20, we'll say 20, 21, 21 is a great time to go back in time to. And you are at a bar and like, say you're going to hook up with somebody. Is it weird and creepy because mentally you're like 40, but like your body's 20, you went back in time. What what are the time travelers laws regarding like half your age plus seven or whatever? <laughs> that is a great question. I think the laws are out the window, but it's personal preference. So you should answer for yourself. What would yeah. you do? Ask the time cops. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the time cops. I don't know. I got nothing for that. Now, I'm not going to put myself out there on this one. I might have a real problematic <laughs> opinion on this. I don't know. I mean, like butt stuff only, I guess. <laughs> I was going to say foot stuff only, probably. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Two loopholes, it's fine. At 21, you're at a bar, and just in terms of, like, consent age, still weird. I think it's more a mental thing, but just the fact that they're high schoolers. Young Diedrich Bader's a a consenting adult in this movie. Yeah, he was 18. Oh, Oh, yeah, that's true. Also, she had like she'd had such a fantasy about him for yeah. so long, and she had just seen him. No, she had just seen the picture at the right. reunion. Oh, in those track shorts. Yes, Ooh. and his like startling eyes. Which also, he didn't do anything athletic in the actual no. movie. No, he's he? the he worst runner. Slightly. Yeah. <laughs> but I could see why. I mean, personally, for me, I think that if I went back, I just I'm not actually attracted to people in their early 20s anymore because I am a person in their mid 40s. Well, that's not why it's just sort of naturally happened. So I doubt I would probably go for some older person and they would think that they were hooking up with a young person. Little did they know they would be hooking up with a middle aged person Uh, like a honeypot situation. Totally. So that's probably what I would do. Mm, I do like this idea of sleeping with older people going back in time, but more in terms of like weaponizing that because <laughs> you could start taking out people you don't like once they're nice and old and by, by, with them? Yeah, by yeah. fucking them to death. What? Right. Wow. Yeah. Well, this you've got all this like I mean, youthful energy and you can harness it with your like old person mentality and give them heart attacks. Wow. Nice. Just okay. the, you're trying to get in the will. You're a black widow. The perfect yeah. crime. Wow. All right. This really motivates motivates me to want to build a time machine. 
So thanks no, for that. No, thanks I really like Peggy Sue Got Married. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember if I said this last time, but this is kind of a reverse big. Yeah, a little bit. I do like how they get over the whole, like, in this era of filmmaking, all teenagers just look 30 by just not having any teenagers in this movie. Totally. Yeah. Oh, one thing that was weird. I was looking at um, ages of people and Nick Cage, when he filmed this, was 22, I think. And Helen Hunt, who plays his future daughter, was 24. <laughs> it's like <laughs> weird. But that makes sense in terms of No, I mean, line. it's all fine, but it's just still strange. This like teenager thing, because she's also playing like a 15 year old or something. No, she was his fr- their first kid, wasn't she? She'd be because they got uh, Peggy Sue got pregnant at 18. And then what reunion was it? 25th. All right. So that's perfect. Yeah. All right. How about Sophia Coppola? Let's come back to that. Uh, oh. So rough. Teenagers that was are weird. Uh, oh, she played the little sister. Yeah. Yeah. I totally missed that. Wow. Okay. I have that- an assumption that like most of Peggy Sue's family died in a horrible bus crash at some point. Oh. Driven by Sophia. <laughs> Maybe. Because <laughs> she's just so like... When she sees her sister, she's like so overwhelmed. Like mm, she hasn't mm-hmm. seen her sister in years. So I'm assuming she's dead. Or they're just estranged because that was the other. I was wondering that too. Is she dead or is it just that they don't talk at all anymore? I mean, I wouldn't want to talk to that. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's understandable. We talked about it a bit, but Nicolas Cage's vocal affectation in this film. Ugh. Good God. It's so good. <laughs> I, I love his voice. I, I love a Nicolas Cage voice. After um, G-Force, mm-hmm. it's now I get it. I'm 100% on board with this voice. Um, yeah, that was one of the big things, Alex. Um, it, I don't know if you knew this, but this was directed by his uncle. And um, he kind of came to set and just started talking in that voice. And everyone was like, fuck that. Stop it. And then he was like, nope, what not gonna. Oh. And the uncle tried to get him to stop and he did not. Yeah. Wow. So was he already famous at that point? No. no. Oh, so he was just kind of like a surly badass. Yeah. I mean, it's a weird flex to be like, Peggy Sue. (laughs) I mean, okay. So they had just had to live with it. Yeah. I could see. Here's what. Here's how I took it. I did not know that. But and it was so weird and annoying. But then I also thought, okay, he's trying to be an artist, right? He's trying to be a musician. He's um, a teenage boy. And he's kind of a big fish in a small pond in some ways. And I could actually see some dorky teenage boy doing that on purpose to just like try it out and be different and be interesting or whatever. So it could kind of work in that context. Maybe. I, I don't know why I'm defending it. Cause oh, I found it super well, annoying. I but. kind of read it because he commits hard to any role he plays. And I, it's like, he's supposed to be this big deal, but never goes on, goes on to just mediocrity goes on to being a crazy Charlie, crazy Charlie. Right. So just like, is he just trying to play up that he's actually just kind of a dorky kid, like refers to himself as Mr. Entertainment? Oh. Like when he asked right. Peggy, she's like, do you think people will still like me if I'm no longer Mr. Entertainment? I was like, did and, people like him to begin with? All I could think is like, yeah, people would probably popular. like you more if you stopped calling yourself that. Right. I don't know. I've never stopped calling myself names like Nikki Showbiz. And <laughs> I haven't been involved in that in forever. <laughs> Nikki Showbiz. Yeah. The two, let's do two Z's. Two Z's? Ooh, nice biz. <laughs> so uh, do we want to talk about the uh, attempted murder in the room? Yeah, that scene is so weird, and I still do not understand Wait, it. Wait, attempted murder. So it's that, that scene where he's 
sneaking <gasps> into her room at yeah. night and like creepy fingering. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. So first, the creepy fingers. Again, that had to be something he just did and they couldn't get him to stop. Yeah, it makes no sense in the movie. I'm assuming when he's lit and he sees the shadow, he's just like, because he's always wanted to play Dracula. So that was him trying to do a Nosferatu thing. For sure. Poorly. (laughs) I think the character also, like Charlie just has such a love for like melodrama and those. I'm not super well versed in the entertainment of the 50s, but or this was 1960, but 50s and 60s. I imagine that the acting was much larger in that time. And so he probably had a, a real melodramatic flair being Mr. Entertainment and all. Mm-hmm. There. That's what I would have done. But why did he try and murder her? Because she uh, slept with a homeboy. I mean, he he just thought Unclean. about it, right? Like he didn't actually press the pillow on her because face. Because he woke up. Oh, well, okay. I wasn't totally sure on that. If he kind of like put the pillow aside and then, cause she was sort of talking in her sleep and yeah, that was weird. And then he was like, let's go to the basement. And I was like, oh, he's actually going to kill her in the yeah, basement. Don't go to a second location it's with like, that dude. Why? She's like, okay. Just walks down there with him. Yeah. That was, that was strange. Were there any other attempted murders in the movie or is that just the one? I think that was the only one. Yeah. And whatever happened to the lady in the wheelchair. Yeah. Well, you uh, Nick looked up that um, the woman that Charlie cheats on Peggy Sue with is credited in the film, but her scene got. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it was Janet. Only, yeah, Janet. Was only, has only, Damn it. Was only ever, only ever in two other films, the actress. Yeah, wow. but then she directed a few things, but not much. Yeah. Yeah, so she has a credited role, but her scenes were cut, yeah. is what it was. Dang. So weird. That's harsh. And her name still does show up in the credits. Yeah. Can you imagine the like director's cut or the uncut version of this movie? It's so already, many cyborgs. It's pretty fucking long. <laughs> and I cannot imagine what they really would have put in there that would have made it better. I, I mean, this is what, an hour 40? Hour 40. Yeah. And it feels like right. a strong It does feel long. Oh, I know. Wow. It there, did. I felt like I was doing homework when I. I mean, I'm going to reveal my. Opinion. Wait, is it too soon? Oh, that's fine. No, you can say it anytime. Doesn't I just matter. like, okay. I just feel like there's no contest because this movie felt like doing homework. I was like, okay, I agreed to do this. I have to get through this film, but I was like, and I didn't do, I was going to like fold laundry. I was like, just watch the movie. But I just feel like, um, okay. So one of the things is that, um, What's the name of the person who plays Peggy Sue? Kathleen Turner. Thank you. Okay. Who I love. This- Don't look to me for names. That is definitely not <laughs> okay. my thing. Like no names. Yeah. Um, Nikki showed me his no names. Yeah. I'm glad you wrote your name down. So I that did. Way I oh, yeah, that come back you. to that every okay, once in a while. Great. Um, well, I was just going to say that like multiple things I loved about Raising Arizona, but the contrast for me of how Raising Arizona was so fucking funny, but also had a lot of emotion behind it. And I felt like Peggy Sue was just like, kind of slapstick fake. Like there was no real, it's sort of funny, but then it's also like, I, there was nothing to grab onto of like actually caring about people or like empathizing. Whereas raising Arizona was like everything, like in a very explosive way. Like, yeah. so I kind of was missing that in the movie felt a little gray, but the other thing is that the way that she acts, like when she's in her teenage body, I think she's trying to be sort of like extra exuberant and like really like girlish, but she was already acting that way from like, the first moment of the film. And I was like, 
Uh, yeah. yeah, she's so like wishy-washy, like putting the dress on and stuff in the beginning. Like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. Oh, this is foolish. I shouldn't blah, blah, blah. Yeah, which uh, could just be her deal. But I was yeah. also like, it would have been interesting if there was like more of a switch when she actually went from one time to the other or something. Or... Yeah, I think Charlie really fucked with her head uh, yeah. in their marriage. Uh, she seems very neurotic. Okay, so I should have more sympathy for her. No, you don't have to have sympathy for her. I don't have sympathy for her. But. Yeah. <laughs> I will say... Uh, oh, my God. Sorry. I, I got to talk about her distraught I, face. I was just about to ask you about her distraught face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, everything's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> this is a time where I really wish that everyone could see Nick's face. <laughs> Which very give rarely... It, give yeah. it one more. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> That's very true to life, actually. Yeah. For the patrons. Yeah, good. Uh, you lucky people who give us money. You get to see Nick's face. <laughs> you guys don't reveal our emails or anything, right? Because I'm sure there's people who love this movie that currently hate me. Oh, no, no. no. Okay. You're, of what? Of the 12 or however many people are listening? It's like... Oh, it's at least 20. 13. Okay. There's got to be at least two who are going to track me down. <laughs> you had seen this movie before, though, Alex, correct? Yeah, I think so. I, I think I saw it when I was maybe maybe teenager or maybe I just saw part of it on accident at some point. Like I didn't have a memory of the whole thing, but definitely I had images in my head. So I'm sure I saw it at some point. What is your opinion of Nicolas Cage's singing? Oh, I thought he sounded good. Am I, I could be, I mean, I wasn't like really listening, like to listen for that, but I like, I feel like he sounded good. Yeah, he like does him. give you two different yeah. like uh, genres of singing in this between yeah. the R and B group and his like doo-wop yeah. men's acapella thing and his rewrite of a beatles classic <laughs> well i mean that he totally bombs on and i know when he would he change it to like ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. change change the yes to ooze ooh, yes to ooze yeah so his songwriting choices leave something to be desired yes. but but yeah i mean in the, in the doo-wop group they were sort of like so, so dorky it was more funny but like yeah he's i thought he sounded good i, I thought he was quite good yeah i really enjoyed his voice in this i enjoyed it too um but i think nicholas cage's singing through the couple movies we've seen him sing in is pretty enjoyable for somebody who's dominantly an actor he's, he's not looking to get job. an egot or anything yeah. right although if he did i'd be there for it fuck yeah yeah 100 i'd get it all in one go <laughs> I do enjoy when he does the when they do the quartet, uh, the acapella thing. There is a guy with a guitar on the stage who's just snapping along. <laughs> nice. He's just. What did you say, Nick? He's like that's just the guy who brings the guitar to a party. Oh yeah, no. After that, he probably played Wonderwall. <laughs> Here's a new hit for you, kids. Yeah, <laughs> he was on his own time travel adventure <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to make Wonderwall a smash hit, and it didn't take for years. <laughs> <laughs> He's just been trying out. This guy's from the year thirty-eight nine, and he. he, he he just came back in time. He's like, there's a decade somewhere in this world that <laughs> needs Wonderwall. <laughs> I'm the man to give it to them. Yeah. <laughs> I love Jim Carrey in that doo-wop, though. He's oh, so, yeah. He, he steals it for me. Jim Carrey as Walt is a really good role. So I like mm -hmm. that. Weird. It's weird. Like, all these guys are such shitheads, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is it that whatever Walt wants, Walt gets? Yeah, whatever oh, Walter wants, so Walter gets. Weird. Yeah, oh, and then they creepy. like giggled after. Yeah. I was like, I am oh, so or they're at the party and it's like, hey, somebody turn out the lights so we can make out. <laughs> I mean, there are definitely parts in this film involving the time travel aspect that I'm like, why do we need this? Uh, Walt uh, grinding up pharmaceuticals at the. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, at the reunion? At the reunion. Yeah, was it pharmaceuticals right. or just Coke? Because I was pretty he sure said, it was uh, just Coke. Oh, he's, no, he says uh, the best thing about being uh, a dentist is the high-grade pharmaceuticals. Uh, yeah. I was confused by that, too, because I was thinking it was Coke, and I was like, I don't know what that shit is, actually. Yeah. And then uh, the grandparents and the cult. Yeah. <laughs> and the great hats. Let's talk about the great hats. I mean, it's a lodge, and every good lodge has hats. <laughs> That's what he says to uh, Peggy Sue, right? Uh, it's something along those lines, but as somebody who's been involved in lodge functions, they have hats. I love that their activities were like, let's teleport a young woman back to the future and then we'll play cards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We haven't done this in like 20, 30 years. Let's just send her back in time or (laughs) forward in time and, you know, then we'll play cards. Yeah. She disappears from kidnapping and they're like, (laughs) the girl's gone. Get the cards. (laughs) That's the quickest Stockholm syndrome ever because... He kidnaps her. They have about five minute little like argument and tussle in a greenhouse. Then they get down to business. And then you get Helen Hunt. Then you oh get my Helen God. Hunt. They did get down to business. Yeah. In the rain. Yeah. It was like a greenhouse. I think they had some cover. Yeah. No, I think they went outside of the greenhouse. Like she yeah. runs out and he runs mm. after her. It was a little sloppy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> a little sloppy ploppy. Wait, but that was their first time too. Yeah. Cause remember they were waiting till marriage. That's right. Wow. To, to touch, but it wasn't the, her first time. The, oh, you mean by Wang? I have the voice that was born for this. Yeah, your, yours is perfect. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't really have much else to say about this movie unless you want to get into a weird like time travel uh, physics and how this they're dumb. But nah, I'm not. Think, right. I don't think Nick. I, I don't think it. Peter cares. Not enough. Not enough for me to edit this. Right. Um, We've already talked about age of consent laws. <laughs> so. Right. Although probably because it was all just a faint and then a wake up, it was probably just a dream. Like, let's be real. Like, it wasn't a real. There was the dedication in the the book. That's That's right. right. The book. But even if it is, even if she thinks it's real, she wants to go back to the future to be with her kids, but she's already broken up with Nicolas Cage. Right. And they don't sleep together, which means she doesn't have kids in the future. I think she hadn't thought it through fully. I was going to say back to the future hadn't come out yet. So she wouldn't have known how time travel works. That's true. That's a good point. But it is also true that like they didn't go very hard into like making any plausible reason of how she could have ended up going back. She no. just literally fainted from stress, which if that's, if it's as easy as that, we're all in trouble. Well, unless it's unique to her, she could have just uh, special fainting powers. Okay. That's a good point. She's like a fainting goat, but right. instead of making a cool noise, she just goes <laughs> back to when she was 18. Isn't that essentially what Moira McTaggart's powers <laughs> turned out to be in the new X-Men run? Mm, pretty much. Yeah. Just dies and regains consciousness from birth again and yeah. gets to relive her life, make new choices. Whoa, that's, that's a cool that's, ass power. Yeah, she has a limited number of times because uh, she knows that eventually there will be one that will be the end of it. So she tries to make things right for all mutants in those limited number of lifetimes she has. If, if we're a comic book podcast now, we're just going to talk she about. Also, yeah. she also retains all her memories from her all her previous lives, even in utero, like comes to consciousness as a fetus. That's a terrifying concept. And, oh, yeah. God, and has no. several lifetimes of memories. And it's just sitting there. Yeah. Plotting. Making wow. little changes every time to see if she can. <laughs> just a little. With these a little, little tiny baby hands. A little, <laughs> a little whiteboard in the uterus. Yeah. yeah. This, this joke, this joke was for me only. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to be, Nick and I are going to be the only ones who listen to our podcast. We're just like, great call out. Yeah. <laughs> nice. 
I like this. This this is a conversation that could go somewhere. It's got legs. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I got to say about Pegasus who got married. <laughs> and it's uh, not even about that. It's about <laughs> comic <right>. books. <laughs> so my final thought is, um, okay, so I did try to write down quotes, but then I did not. Fine. So I, I'm so that's I a did, very Nick thing. <laughs> I do remember laughing out loud, which I don't normally do. Like normally, I laugh inside really hard and I look like I'm grouchy on the outside when I'm thinking something's funny, but this movie did make me laugh out loud and I do not remember why. <laughs> good. But I do remember the Wayne quote and that was pretty good. That was probably that was the best like comedic scene Yeah, where she just really wants it. Yeah. He, so. looks, he looks so uncomfortable in that yeah. too. You mean in your course? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boy, how about that commercial though? Just oh. I, the the crazy Charlie commercial crushing fortune, fortune cookies. cookies. It's so weird and like micro racist. Yeah, <laughs> just like the microaggression. Yeah, and the voice, but still, it's like he doesn't dress up. He just does like a weird like I think there's sort a of Chinese there. voice yeah. crushing fortune cookies. I do like that the uh, connective tissue for these is that we have two furniture salespeople. Oh, oh yeah. uh, I didn't oh, even yeah. think of that. Yeah, Nathan Arizona and Crazy Charlie. Was that and by design or stealth. accident? Uh, it's the, the way that we set the bracket was based on aggregate ratings. Okay. And then how it all flows is just what we decide. Wow. So and we, circumstantial. We usually find weird circumstantial connections. Yeah, there's there's a lot of like overlapping actors or themes or things that just kind of like, oh, interesting. I forgot that that is a piece of this. Right. Okay. So furniture salesman. Yes. Mm. So is that our is that our segue? No, because we're going to go to the uh, Venn diagram first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to burn that good segue. <laughs> now you got to do another one. <laughs> Oh, so the audience can also be mean with that contraption. There's no laugh. There's no laugh on here, which I'm like, oh. oh Wait, weird. what are your options? That's because I bought it for you and your jokes. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's oh, not that's even good. an audience thing. There's applause, crickets, rim shot, and boo. Dang. Wait, what's the rim shot? Oh, that is the yeah. rim shot. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Right. Oh, yes. Uh, so on the Venn diagram of... Good movie, good cage, bad movie, bad cage, good, bad, bad, good. How oh. would you put this film and Nicolas Cage's performance in it? Fuck. Oh, man. And do I, can I do gradations or is it just oh, like... Yeah, we always... It's, okay. it's a little bit. So Venn diagram, I would say for good movie, bad movie, I'd have it like on the bad side of the axis, but not like too far down. Like it's not a terrible movie. And also I know I'm just... Someone's crying right now that I'm saying this, but like... I'd have it like a little bit down on bad movie and then Nicolas Cage, I'd say same, like a little bit on like the bad part of the axis. I'm willing to say that it's a good movie because it's just sort of a timeless 80s sort of romp. It's not poorly written. It's kind of dicey in a lot of the acting, but it's entertaining. It moves well. Uh, I didn't have any trouble with the runtime on it. I didn't feel like it came out at two twenty. I, it's it's a good hour and a half for me. And well, you know, it's got some good Nicolas Cage. He does a he does the voice that I love. <laughs> Second favorite Nicolas Cage voice. Uh, yeah, you know, I enjoy it every time. Uh, it's a good good for me. I think for it's me, a weird good for me. Yeah, I think I, I turned the corner on this movie this time. I think that I like the movie 
way more than the first time I watched it. The first time I was just like, the fuck is this thing? Yeah. And I enjoyed it this time. I'm going to put it into the kind of good and a good cage. Yeah, same. I liked it more on rewatching. And I do think the there are parts where it does kind of drag a little bit, but I feel like the editing on this is pretty tight. There isn't a lot of wasted time in it, especially for a movie of this time it where things kind of scenes tend to sit a little too long. I think this one is cut pretty well. Um, I would assume so since they cut out entire storylines. <laughs> so, um, and I, sorry, really, Dolores. <laughs> uh, and I really do enjoy Nicholas cage in this. He is doing what he does best, which is committing to a bit. I put it fine movie. Good cage. Okay. Nick vamp for a second. Wackity schmackity do. <laughs> Fully I, Negroni. I picked it up and I was like, oh man, this looks like uh, a classic wine cooler. I bet Sean's bitch ass will enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I tried to find something that I thought you'd like. Look at you with your thoughts and feelings. Yeah, you know. I go out of my way to get you a sparkling rosé. I better get something good for Sean. I know, right? <laughs> oh, it's good. I'm excited. <laughs> I've got a uh, Rico's gift out in my car too. Cause I keep like not having it with me when I see him. So now it's like, Oh, I gotta, what about Hayden's birthday gift? Oh, that's safe at home. Good. What's Hayden's birthday gift. I'm not going to put this in the podcast. <laughs> so a couple of years, like years ago, I bought him a bottle of Bod black. Oh, I do remember this. <laughs> Eventually I'm going to expand it. I want to get two more bottles and then I'm going to make a shadow box with a uh, little inset sections for the three bottles of bod body spray and uh, like do a felt lining around the foam that holds it and everything. Beautiful. So he's got a, like a real classy display for bod body spray. <laughs> I think I have, I teach some private students and um, in middle school and high school. And I'm pretty sure that at least one of the high school boys uses, I don't know if it's bod body spray, but it's some like probably like ax or something. It yeah. might be ax, but it's like a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like teenage it's boys. Lazy. It is. You don't have to yeah. shower. You don't, well, you don't shower. And you mean, just have to be like, let's be real. You still have to shower. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but all the middle schools out there, there listening go. right now, you still have to shower. Trust take, me. Take a shower, please. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, I was just surprised that bod body spray still existed. Uh, cause I remembered it from the early two thousands or whatever. And it just being like that squirt spray bottle yeah, sort of right. thing. It's still exactly the same. Wow. Has not changed. Did you use it in middle school? Uh, no, I did not. Okay. I knew one person who had used it. I had some college friends who were the ax body spray types, but you know, no, no bod users. No, I, uh, admit that, uh, the Bruce Campbell, uh, Oh God! Um, Old Spice commercials oh, yeah. worked on me, so I I bought the Ahoy body spray. <laughs> nice. Do you still use the Old Spice? No. But, okay. <laughs> Just check it. Yeah. What's What's your scent right now, Sean? Oh, natural. Nice. Mm, it's the best one. Yeah. Rachel approves. Uh, some Doctor Doctor Bronner's a uh, big jug of that. <laughs> my my mom's always had the like deodorant crystal i don't know have you seen those things? i used to use that and it yeah. does not work no. at least on i was me. gonna say that sounds fucking fake as shit it does yeah. not work i think the salts hey, are supposed rub to like a rock under your butt <laughs> right it's like what yeah. okay in theory you rub it like the salts like get into your pores and block the right that's the, the odor. theory but it doesn't it yeah it doesn't really fly like no. that i and just, then you just have a weird like armpit rock yeah 
exactly. <laughs> What's this rock? Oh, that's the one I rub under my armpits <laughs> pre-workout. Yeah. You know. This is my post-workout rock. <laughs> uh, Fucking quick, crystal shit. <laughs> quick Benjamin Franklin Gates update. Uh, he's not stealing declarations, but he is stealing my slippers. Yeah. I will leave the Gotta room. Gotta start somewhere. I will leave the room for a second and both my slippers will be in his bed. How so are his really butt worms? Good. Better. Good. Mm. Yeah, puppies get worms. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I was, that just reminded me of a story from childhood that my mom was like, oh yeah, you know, kids get worms too. And like, you have to like go into a dark room and shine a flashlight and then you can see them. And it's like, what? pardon? That's what you could do in that dark corner. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Find worms. Uh, Hayden's Call dark back. corner. <laughs> it's where we deworm our friends. <laughs> or at least just observe the worms. Yeah. Do right. just, about it. Oh, confirmed. You got them. <laughs> I kind of want to set up like a uh, a gynecologist chair in that back area with the stirrups and everything. And then I can come in with uh, like blacksmith tongs and like just reach in and like grab the worm and one slowly at a time. pull it out. Yeah, one yeah. at a time. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. That's yeah. the way to do it. Well, I don't trust myself to try to grab two. No, heck no. <laughs> Get out of this one, Sean. No. <laughs> yeah, what's this, what's this segue into Raising Arizona? Raising Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> a movie. Funny that you mentioned yeah. that. It's the next movie we're talking about. <laughs> Where Nicolas Cage plays H.I. McDonough, who uh, falls in love with a lady cop. Yeah, Edwina. Edwina. What a name. Oh, yeah. They try and have kids, can't have kids, so she quits the force and they kidnap a kid. This movie has just the best cast. It really does. No I was just thinking wasted. about Edwina crying and being like, my fiance broke up with me. <laughs> <laughs> my fiance, that was the same thing. Uh, uh, yeah, I love this movie. It's super stupid and funny. Nicholas Cage has never been more animated than this one. I think it it's the perfect role for him comedically. Uh, it, it kills me. I think Just that- his fucking faces yeah. that he makes are so good. And his wild rooster hair. I think that the thing that was the big takeaway for us, the fir- or for me, the first time we watched this movie was that talking to you guys afterwards, you were like, it's a cartoon. It's a cartoon movie with live action. It was yeah. like, oh, fuck. Okay. Now I get it. And watching it the second time, I was like, yes. Yeah. No, I mean, because, uh, yeah, we talked about that the first time. It was like, it took me about halfway through the movie to realize what I was watching. This is this is Looney Tunes. This is a cartoon. Like, yeah. Like that. I love uh, Gail when they leave the baby on the roof and then they realize it. And so they have to like, they're just screaming and they turn around. They're just screaming all the way back. John Goodman punching. It's just so. (laughs) Like how many times did the baby get left? Like that should have been a drinking game of like every time the baby's left behind. Oh, not that much drinking then, I guess. Depends on what you're drinking. Yeah. (laughs) 151. (laughs) (laughs) Got to knock the entire bottle back. As someone who's drinking most of a bottle of 151 in a night, I would not recommend it. Oh, gross. Okay. I think the only Good times time. I've drank it, I ended up pulling the shower or like the, the towel rack off of my girlfriend's bathroom wall. But it's because, because you wanted to do something with it, or no? I just lost my balance while I was peeing, <laughs> and I grabbed the towel rack and pulled that off, and then I peed on everything. This is a cautionary tale. Clearly. But luckily, there were towels at hand for for any children listening. Don't drink one. Don't drink one fifty one. But were the towels ones that you'd already peed on, or uh, not at that point? They were behind me until <laughs> thank God. Until <laughs> I do love like he is so. There's no, at least like the way that I was viewing it, there's no point in the movie where his character is trying to be funny. 
he's like so deeply sincere and yeah. earnest and like just becomes like so ridiculous through that. Wonderful. Yeah, it's kind of like just it's just like that straight man. He's like he's kind of the straight <laughs> man in this. Like yeah. Edwina's the crazy one. She's also like that. I mean, she's never like trying to crack a joke or even no. be slightly anything other than just deeply earnest. Well, and it's crazy. a Cohen brother. So it's that largely like slice of life comedy of errors type mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. We're like, no one realizes they're in a comedy in this comedy. Right. Less murder in this one than like Fargo. Yes. That's uh, a very murdery movie. I had to explain. It's got some murders. I had to like ex- a lot. <laughs> I had to explain to someone at Christmas dinner that like the movie Fargo and the show Fargo aren't based on like real stories. They thought, wait, what? This is Christmas dinner combo? Yeah, hmm. yeah it's like, uh, I can't remember who said it, but someone's like, you know, well, you know, these are all real murders. I'm like, no, they're not. It's like, <laughs> but it says they are. I'm like, yeah, but they're not. <laughs> like the Coen <laughs> brothers have like said several times, like, we don't know why people think this is a real story. Like maybe because you start your movie with based on real events. <laughs> Which really the names all you have been need changed is to like, protect the yeah. like the living. All you really need for that is like there were two people once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then there was one person. Yeah. <laughs> North Dakota has seen a murder. <laughs> So, Alex, you had not seen Raising Arizona. No, I hadn't. And I, I know I've heard about it and I think I've had the chance to see it and just, you know, possibly on planes or, you know, like it's but I just have never thought about it. And I actually think I get it confused with. um. Isn't there another like people kidnap a kid that has like um, Goldie Hawn in it? Yeah, baby. Oh, out. no, Goldie. <laughs> Does this sound familiar at all? Okay. (laughs) So Goldie Hawn like gets amnesia. I think she's like a wealthy person that falls off a boat and she gets found by a guy who needs like a mom for a bunch of kids that he has. And so he like kidnaps her and she thinks that this is her. It's a totally different story. I'm not realizing, but that is wild. You guys have not heard of this (laughs) movie. I have not. I think it's called like Overboard or I don't know. Oh, never mind. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? I know it because uh, my girlfriend watches it all the time. Okay. So this is maybe not not all the time, but she's definitely seen it. This is a thing, right? I'm assuming. So somehow I sort of like overlap those (laughs) movies and thought because I have seen Overboard and I somehow Mm -hmm. thought. I don't know why, because clearly this is a completely different movie. I had not seen it, to answer your question. Have you ever seen Splash? Yes. Okay. Cool. Another Is that another amnesia movie? Uh, no, but it's got a mermaid and there's water involved. And yeah, shit. I have seen yeah. that. Okay, what other movies can we remember that exist? Yeah. What other movies are there? <laughs> um, but I, what, I, what is a movie? <laughs> I did like love this movie so much, and I think part of it is... Well, I was surprised because I didn't know anything about it. And like all the different people that showed up, like John Goodman and like, you know, just like different characters that I was like, what are you doing in this movie? And then he's like climbing out of the mud, like a weird primordial (laughs) creature. Um, And he's also like the most evil character in the movie. I feel like is kind of John Goodman or not evil, but he's like the most sinister. Yeah, he does sinister really well. He really does. And that was awesome. But fight in the trailer. The two big guys in the small space fight. (laughs) Yeah. But I just like loved that everybody, everyone had all these like, not like totally sinister intentions, but some people did. But then in the end, everyone was just like totally like gaga over the baby, which I thought was so funny, including especially the two dudes. I forgot the other guy that's with William Forsyth. Yeah. Yeah. Like that they're just like emotionally wrecked by the baby in the end. And like originally they were going to turn it in for the ransom, right? Yeah. They're like, we're keeping him forever or whatever. Like they just like lost it within 15 minutes. Yeah. Probably Nathan Jr. is uh, a great little baby. The best baby. I mean, that. he was the most cheerful baby I've ever seen. So rewatching it this time, their crime of passion quickly turned into like a premeditated thing because 
there's the announcement of the uh, Arizona like quince. But by the time they get around to kidnapping them, they're toddlers. They're crawling. Oh, good point. That's a really important wow. factor, right? Like, yeah. They are mobile. Nine I, months, ten months, something like that. It's like, you took your time. Yeah, they took yeah. their time, which Dang. I don't think you're supposed to think about. But the other thought that goes there, if it's an immediate thing, is Mrs. Arizona's like bottom half is just gone. <laughs> oh, from giving birth to five babies? Five babies the size of like... Those are big babies. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Good point. I mean, like she walked ro- up those stairs. Ro- robotic spider legs is all she has left. That's probably true. Like Darth Maul. Like Darth yeah. Maul. Yeah. It's our nerdiest episode yet. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's that might actually be true. <laughs> I mean, have we talked about two Marvel movies? Well, Disney movies. Wait. Ghost Rider and Ghost Rider Two. Spirit of Vengeance. Yeah, those are Marvel. Oh, I thought you were talk, talking about on this episode. No. Oh, yeah. We could talk about those if you'd like. There yeah. Is. You can go back to what are what are all the movies yeah, that are there movies? are. <laughs> I mean, Ghost Rider does reference this movie in it. Does it? When he first Ghost Riders out and he's going through the desert. <laughs> yeah, when Leonard Smalls is driving through and he shoots the, the, yeah, the lizard. lizard. And uh, Ghost Rider like, burns a iguana. Yeah. That's right. Man, let's talk about Leonard Smalls for a second. Yes. <laughs> what a great character. I love just his inclusion in this because he has almost no point it's like he's here as like a bounty hunter to find the babies it's well, he got just so into, superfluous he got brought in to find the escaped convicts yeah. right first yeah yeah is that right and yeah. then how did he get on the babies i don't know easy money baby money no yeah. i think he was looking he was for the around. baby before he was before he approached uh leonard or uh nathan arizona yeah well nathan arizona hadn't put out the bounty yet mm-hmm mm. But like, hold on. Let's stop. It. Watch the movie and get this. Right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Be right back. Doesn't have a lot to say, but sure causes a lot of trouble. Yeah, and going out with a grenade on oh. his vest is just terrific. I like how he's trying to like gently put both shotguns down before he goes for the grenade. Well, his fingers are stuck in the trigger guards, and he doesn't have like one hand to get yeah. the other one out, so he's, he's just, just like <laughs> trying to little flippy hands to yeah. get him out. <laughs> And I liked, um, is it H.I.? Yeah. His, like, quiet apology as he's watching it happen. He's like, I'm sorry. It's like, so cute. Yeah, he's like a little sensitive soul. He really is. I think my favorite, I know this is not the most important part of the movie, but the thing that made me laugh the hardest was the old man in the bank. He's like, which is it? Like, are we laying down or are we holding still? I think. And then when there, he's like, where's the tellers? And they're like, we're here. Like, it's just the whole thing, like, was so badly planned. Uh, and he's like, OK, we're about to start this robbery. You know, like they just every step of that robbery was so fucking funny. Like, do you want us to freeze or do you want us to lay down? Because if we lay down, because if we freeze, we can't lay down. But if we lay down, we're in motion. We're in motion. <laughs> so good. I know that whole scene was like, was my fave, I think. Oh, the chase scene when he like robs the uh oh with the guy with the magnum gun yeah. or whatever yeah. when he robs the store for the uh the diapers yeah, yeah. The diapers and everything in the cash register and then that prolonged chase sequence where the cops just show up shooting yeah that was amazing and continue in the grocery store yeah. just like and then the the yeah. dogs are what get me in the <laughs> chase scene it's like you've got this whole dog chase going on as well and now you've just got bystanders getting chased by dogs yeah those dogs are having a great fucking oh, time. Oh man, too. what a great really time. Were. I just like how he's addicted to like robbing 
convenience stores. Like, <laughs> Start driving by convenience stores that aren't even on the way home. Exactly. Listen, you all got a white whale, right? <laughs> a great white jag. Great white jag. <laughs> Everyone's got their great white jag. <laughs> I, I absolutely love this movie. It's so much fun. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, highly entertaining and engaging. Easy to watch. So for you guys on a rewatch, was there any, you know, discovery? Was there anything that came out of this that you, you missed or just found funnier or? You know, it's really hard to answer that question because it's been a year. I know, right? <laughs> but I did enjoy it. I didn't I didn't feel uh, less inclined to laugh. I probably enjoyed it more going back to like being in the proper headspace for what I was about to watch. Well, yeah, last year when you watched it, you were like half of the movie, you were frustrated by it. And then yeah. you were like, oh, wait, I understand it. OK, I yeah. get it. So that so was a lot. More now you're just on board. It. Yeah, I love I just imagined like an actual review and quotes like on the trailer. That's like I was less inclined <laughs> to wait, less inclined to not laugh. Yeah. You were not, I was not less inclined to laugh on second viewing. Just like, that's the full quote. That's a pretty good review, actually. Put that, put that in fucking lights. <laughs> you can put anything I say on a marquee and it's just gold. It's, it's best uh, if it's like an audio marquee. So it's like it's his voice. Yeah, there's just a speaker out on the corner of a building and you have to hear me. But then it's got like subtitles because this is Washington and we have to have subtitles for the hearing impaired. Yeah. Respect that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wish they could feel my voice the way everybody else has to hear it, but well, we can really base it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, base it up. Uh, I, I think that's actually the opposite of the problem. Like it just has to be some kind of piercing note or maybe marbles. Just leave marbles on a sidewalk. Let the deaf people walk across it and they'll understand the trials and tribulations that everybody else has to endure. Well put. Of my audio, honey. Now we're going to yeah. put that as our tagline for this podcast. Yeah, that'll reel them in for sure. Yeah. Hey, deaf people, come listen to this podcast. Step on these marbles. <laughs> you get the vibe. Hey, uh, actually, we probably should be providing a full transcription of our podcast we for do. what deaf people can read what i say yeah i'm sorry deaf people <laughs> i've probably said a lot of terrible things yeah there's always a transcription <laughs> oh where do i get that wait and this is episode 41 you're just learning about this i didn't there's know there's a lot this. of stuff that i do that they don't know wow <laughs> we can don't I, want to know how the sausage can i comment on the transcription it. no it's i mean it's an ai generated thing that i just click a button for it i don't try hard <laughs> Yeah. All right, deaf people. So anything that's like horribly like abhorrent that we've said, the AI said it. Yeah, but yeah. everything that's really horny definitely said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We we take credit for that. Yeah. 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 Uh, so good cage, good movie, bad cage, bad movie, good, bad, bad, good. I would say, okay, also good right cage. There. Oh, yeah. Good cage, good movie is my take. Same. Definitely enjoyed this way more on my second time in a year and a half podcast life yeah uh, my real life podcast yeah. life <laughs> you Good hear remember that? That. You hear that wife and baby yeah sorry <laughs> uh i love this movie it's a lot of fun it's a good movie it's a good cage it's top notch yeah he's so charming and fun in this and i love everything about it oh yeah the music i guess we didn't oh. really talk too much about that but yeah music's great 
I didn't even notice the music. Oh, I got to watch it again. Yeah, watch it again. It, the, the music, I think, really, really fills it out. And it's, yeah. it's all like just a random yodeling cowboy kind of sound, you know, <laughs> but it's it's good. <laughs> like it fits. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the big decision now. <laughs> this is going to be a tough, tough one, clearly. Right. It's super tough. And Alex, unfortunately, your, your vote doesn't matter, but you do get to still say it on microphone. <laughs> oh. oh, I get to vote, but just it's sort of like a um, honorary vote. Yeah. Okay. It's I really would... so the internet knows your opinion. Okay, which is <laughs> and those, something uh, those I'm deeply invested can be in. Mad at you. Great. Um, okay, and I'll just like spell out my email so people can just write to me and yeah. we'll start a little debate. I would vote strongly for raising Arizona, but I'm not going to try to financially influence anyone else here. Uh, no, that was my vote. I'm going to need financial influence. Okay. Who's going to pay me up? Grease that palm. I'll write you a check later. Excellent. We need that big Cohen money. Yeah. <laughs> I gladly accept blank checks um, anytime. Uh, th- this is a raising Arizona for me, for sure. Yeah. It's, I mean, kind of a no brainer this time. Well, this is, we're in comedy, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah no. This was tough guy, actually. He, he's a criminal. He's a criminal. Uh, no, and like I mean, we've talked before that his comedies aren't the most comedic. Yeah, I don't know if the roles that he gets for comedies a lot uh, in his earlier career really like highlighted his ability yeah. as well as this or say some of his more recent works like uh Renfield, Renfield. being an action comedy yeah. or Unbearable Weight. Wait, did you vote, Peter? Uh, it doesn't matter. Peter only has to oh, have we, no opinion. We don't we don't I, I'm count. Only, I'm only a tiebreaker. Yeah. Wait, that's oh, only happened I was going to say. Wait, so and has it been a controversial decision in other only once. rounds? No, two times I've had two to times. be a tiebreaker. Yeah, he's a tiebreaker. No, I came twice. Around, I came around on uh, Nick's reasoning for uh, Army of One. No, no, I, I had to tiebreak another one. And you no, know, the one you had to tiebreak was uh, Primal versus. And then recently there was another one. Was there? I've already forgotten. Yeah. It was in season two. So. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> okay, here's a question. Based on all of the movies you viewed, if I'm going to do another Nicolas Cage movie sometime in the next two weeks, what would you recommend? Ooh. Of any, doesn't have okay. to be comedy. So, what kind of vibe do you want? I think I'd go. I'd be interested in a more serious Nicolas Cage vibe, but it doesn't have to be action. But maybe more like, or could be. Okay, well, one person gets to say pig, and then two other people have to choose other movies. Okay. Pig. <laughs> right, so John, pick pig. I okay, will say pig. there's a movie called Joe, Joe. Yeah. that is very well done. Okay. And it's a very thoughtful performance, and it's a it's a good movie. Okay, so pig, Joe. Is this all going to be one-syllable movie titles? We'll find out. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't have to be. The, oh, bringing out the dead. Oh, oh yeah, good yeah. call. Bringing out the dead. Yeah. Okay. That's a Scorsese, That's a Scorsese and it's... It's a very good movie. Yeah. Okay, great. Don't watch it if you're like upset about anything. Like, I think I'm good this wa- week. Watch it when so you're in a pretty it's, it's neutral stressful. mood. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. He's a. Is it a zombie thing? No, he's no. a paramedic. Oh, I in, think all three of those like, movies are kind of on the, '90s New York. Okay, so. they could be a. You could you could have a reaction to either all three yeah. of those movies. Okay. Um, if you want to see a film that he got this role because of Peggy Sue got married, uh, Moonstruck. Oh, I've oh, seen yeah. Moonstruck. Yeah, so I forgot he was in that. His with Cher, right? Very outlandish, yeah. like, you know, my <laughs> hand, my wife. Uh, yeah, Cher <laughs> wanted him for this movie after Peggy Sue got married because she was like, we need somebody who can play crazy and Nicolas Cage is fucking insane. Yeah. yeah. They had screen tested a bunch of people and she was like, no, no, no. Get that guy. She threatened okay, to walk it. if they didn't like 
hire Nick Cage. Yeah. Okay. I'll watch that again at some point too. I just, I totally forgot he was in it. Great. And there's a whole Thanks. bracket on our website. Cagematch.fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> .fun is one of my favorite <laughs> top level domain names. <laughs> Why the fuck not? <laughs> .fun. Yeah. It's great. It let's everybody know what we're all about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dot funny. There's no question. <laughs> yeah. No question. Gooning and dot fun. No, we're not gooning. We're not we're goons not anymore. saying that. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> hey, man, I'm not the one who named our podcast network. <laughs> I blame Sean for that one. It was it was a different time. Yeah. Yeah. Different. Simpler You're time. Like, that was simpler season time. one, like way back. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Alex does have to go soon. Okay. So, uh, do you have anything you want to plug or share with our audience? Oh, okay. I could. Yeah. <laughs> Nick's like, great. Um, okay. Well, let's see. If you like um, experimental viola chamber pop music, then um, you could check out my band. It's called Led to See. L E D T O S E A. All those words could be spelled multiple ways, so it's great for radio. Like Sean. <laughs> like Sean. Um, but yeah, I play around town sometimes and I'd love to see you at a show or you can check out my band cam. What is chamber pot music? Because I know Did what you say chamber, chamber pot, pot is. That's what you said. That's what I heard. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> I have a, I'm kind of like, I used to have a tongue ring and I think that has forever caused me to have some weird speech impediment. Um, okay. But what I meant to say was chamber pop music, but oh. I'm now curious. I might try to write my next song in the style of chamber pot music. Cause yeah. that actually sounds awesome. Old timey poo that you throw out the Check window. Yeah. The window. It's like, there's a lot of like kind of subtle splashing or just like, I don't know. We'll, we'll I'll see what happens with it, but yeah. <laughs> I like subtle splashing. <laughs> <laughs> this could be my next album. Yeah. I love the it. subtle splashing. <laughs> well, fuck. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for being here, Alex. Thank you very thank much. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Yeah. You it's can... a good entry into the world of the podcast. Yeah. So thank you. Excellent. <laughs> now you can go on to being a good podcast. Nah, I don't think that's nah. a good choice for me. Nah, stick I think with this us. is my level right here. <laughs> yeah, stick in the, uh, in the chamber, the chamber pot better. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we are on social media at cage match pod or cage underscore match underscore pod. If you want to find us, we're also on Patreon at cage match and, um, special thanks to our sparkle buddies, Josh, Sean, Josie, Rico, Matt, and Adam and our cage dancers, Ira, John Freeman and Lance. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, uh, get that, uh, ruler out too. Oh, oh yeah. We measure, that measure the squatch. Wow. That was not as much growth as I expected. Boy, well, it's the, meant to uh, grow over 72 hours. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the water's cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be kind, Alex. Right, I'm is, sorry. I'm just calling it like I see it. It's actually smaller than when it went in. <laughs> I think that's slightly bigger. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Get the ruler. You I, need the facts. One second. It depends on if you look from the side, it looks bigger. From the top, it definitely mm. looks smaller. Yeah, straight on, it just looks like all head. <laughs> <laughs> Bye bye. <laughs> Wait, yes, the oh, most measure, precise rule. You I measure know. Oh, it's slimy. I don't want that. <laughs> you knew it was going to be slimy. I didn't. <laughs> Have you never grown one of these before? Oh, it is big, a little Whoa. tiny bit bigger. Ooh, it's God, it's got a weird gel around yeah. it. Wow, <laughs> this is a fun well, experiment. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Does it say how long are you supposed to leave it in there? Three days. Oh, okay, yeah. So this is just the beginning of its life. Oh, yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
or if you want to be extra wrong, S H O N. I do like to be extra wrong sometimes. It really helps when you have people who are touchy about the spelling of their name. Yeah. I, I like when someone spells it really weird and really off. Yeah. What's like with a PH. Chiffon. Chiffon. What's up, Chiffon? That's all I'm going to call you now. Chiffon or Cal? Yeah, Chiffon. Nipples on the batsuit.com just uh, you, came around. You re upped? I re upped. I'm never nice. getting rid of that. No, you should keep that forever. Are you, you going to use that for anything specific or? I've owned it for over 20 years now. It's just, it's just there. The, the sometime the iron is going to be hot. Yeah. yeah. Time to strike. Yeah. I, into, I think that moment Batman passed of when they had nipples on the bat suit. Yeah. They're never going to do uh, that oh, again. Oh, like yeah. that was a they, protest site at first. <laughs> yeah. I see. Bring them back. Right. <laughs> Put more nips on those suits. I oh, require anatomically correct bat suits. Why don't you change, get a site that's no nipples on the bat suit, a new protest site. Mm. There aren't enough nipples in the Batman movies. That's true. Real or otherwise. They're pretty pretty nipple free. Yeah. Disappointing. Something I hadn't thought about before, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. Bane could have used like nine nipples. <laughs> like every time he venoms up, more just nipples a- just <laughs> pop out all over him. Like not muscles, but he nips out. Just a, a dog. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's more nipple than man. <laughs> you were raised in the nipples. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember that quote. I'm not going to try to remember yeah. that movie. <laughs> I was born from nipples. <laughs> there you go.